I'm going to point out a detail to you in the liturgy uh, that you'd only have noticed if you were incredibly attentive. But the first reading that we heard today, we've heard before. Um, we hear it today. Um, you probably all know that we, you know, the readings we get every Sunday at Mass are all mapped out for us by the church. That there's a three-year cycle that they repeat on. And this year, year C of the cycle, we've had this reading from Isaiah given to us after Christmas. But last year, in year B, we were given it before Christmas. Now, this reading is all about consoling people, consoling God's people. It says, console my people, console them, says your God. So somehow, we are in need of consolation before Christmas, in preparation for the coming of the Lord. His coming will bring consolation. But then also now, after Christmas, we're also being told that we need consolation. And I was pondering that this week. Why, you know, we've just celebrated Christmas, just celebrated the great feast. Why we should now be in need of consolation? And it actually occurred to me that actually for a great many of us, now is exactly a time when we need consolation. That many of us still have got that kind of post-Christmas exhaustion and all the busyness of things that people have been doing, and then the new year, and the whole thought of a new year yet ahead of us, for many of us can be kind of an exhausting thing rather than a liberating thing. And so to have a message of consolation now, a message that offers us a focus to be making a new start with a new spirit, that this is a, a particularly apt time to be having a message of consolation. So what is that message? Well, something is being revealed to us today. And in the liturgy at the moment, we're in the midst of a, a three-week revelation, a three-week series of epiphanies. So last week's Feast of the Epiphany, when we recalled how the wise men came from the East, well, the word epiphany means something being manifested, something being revealed. So last week, it was the revelation to the wise men. Next week, we'll hear a different revelation of <coughs> Jesus at his first miracle at Cana in Galilee. But this week, the revelation, the manifesting, the epiphany that is being shown to us is what happened in the River Jordan, is what happened when the Lord Jesus was baptized. And so all of our readings today speak about revelation manifesting. So in Isaiah, we heard about what was revealed what had been seen. Our second reading, also what was revealed about what was appearing. And then in the gospel text, we actually heard this voice from heaven that spoke and made this revelation. And what was it that was revealed? Well, Isaiah said, the glory of the Lord, the coming of the Lord. The gospel said, the son, the beloved, on whom the father's favor rests. <clears throat> and with that coming of the Lord, with that manifesting of Jesus as the son of the father, something else is revealed 
that affects you and me. Titus said, as we heard, that salvation is made possible, that a people purified, set free from wickedness, a people who are heirs of the Father, sons in the Son. So it's not just that Jesus is revealed as the Son of the Father and that has nothing to do with us. No, this is revealed as something that is to be our destiny too, if we will share in it, that we are to be the beloved of the Father. We are to be the heirs of his glory. And what we recall today in the feast of the baptism of the Lord is that it's baptism that unites these two things, that unites Jesus as the eternal Son of the Father and us with that reality, us with this offer of salvation made possible. That the Lord Jesus, he didn't need to be baptized. He was sinless. He didn't need to be purified. He was already the Son of the Father. But you and I, because he was baptized, we, in being baptized, are united to him. And that reality is given to us too. We are adopted in him. So that the Holy Spirit that came down on him in his baptism in a visible bodily form and the appearance of a dove, that same Holy Spirit is what is given to us in our baptism. And that same Holy Spirit given as the, the new sacramental life, the spiritual supernatural life within every Christian, that new life is this power within us that enables us to make new starts, to start afresh. And so to be reminded of that now at the start of the year is a message of hope, a message of consolation. So if, a bit like me, uh, you're starting this new year feeling tired and deflated, um, maybe you're feeling dirtied with the sins, well, this appearing that we recall today is a reminder that we can start afresh with the Lord and is a message, therefore, of consolation. That the Lord in his baptism has been revealed as the new beginning. And whatever new beginning you might need now at the start of the year, well, the sight of him being baptized, being declared the Son of the Father, being publicly given the gift of the Spirit, this is a, a sign and a promise to you and to me that we too can make a new start, a new start that we make not by our own power but by his, with the gift of the Spirit. And as much as we do that, as often as we do that, as we come back to him, then that voice says to us too, you are my son, the beloved. My favor rests on you.